is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, August 8, 2019, season 15, episode number 23. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from Oxnard, California. The crowd is starting to settle in. Cowboys are going to have a morning practice this morning starting up at 1045 uh, Pacific time. Uh, it is their last practice before they head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers in their first preseason game of the 2019 season. These guys will get you prepared for that throughout this show. We've got a lot of topics we're going to hit. Uh, we got a little bit of a transaction. We had a transaction yesterday we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, later in the show, I do want to talk about this offensive line. That's going to be our bigger topic of the show and kind of where everything sits there. Uh, but before we do that, um, let's first start off talking a little bit about Lance Lenore, uh, wide receiver uh, that was released yesterday. Uh, talk to me about kind of what, what happened with him and, and what kind of the overall, because it's not just a typical, like, you release the guy, he's gone forever. Talk to me about what that, well, what really happened. We might see him around, I guess, like in the lunch area or something for years. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Now, he, he's released, and um, I, if he's not claimed off waivers because he was injured uh, with a knee injury, he will revert back to the injured reserve. So, right. therefore, and I think you could stay with the, with the team and, and rehab. Yeah. But um, what is his injury? It's a knee. It's, it's like a sore knee, sprained knee. I mean, I don't think it was anything that needed surgery or anything. Yeah, and that's – I don't even know how to put it, but that's something that you see kind of happen with guys on the bottom of the depth chart. Like Cedric Wilson last year is a great example. Um, sprained his shoulder. Although, I mean, he needed surgery and he was in a sling and stuff. But they put him on injured reserve – and you ended his season by doing that because the alternative was to release him and open him up to be snatched up by 31 other teams. So uh, you see that happen with younger guys. This obviously is a little bit different because they did cut Lance, but um, they could easily bring him back to, to develop with them, and he'll go on the shelf for the season, but better than not having any work, I guess. My the suspicion is based upon what we've been talking about on this show he was not a guy that necessarily you guys thought would make the team, right, Amber? I mean, they like him for some reason. I, I don't <laughs> see. I, I, no, okay, stop. They do. Let they me, like let him. Me, let me be but nice. I'm not trying reason. to be mean. Okay? No, no, no. And that, you weren't being mean. But, you're, you're giving it but he, he's just a guy that, you know, I've watched in practice. And you see him show up. Like, he'll flash here and there. But then when it comes down to the game, he doesn't really show up. And... How long has he been here for? Now? This is his third year. Third yeah. year. I don't know. I just I don't I don't see it. He doesn't excite me that much, but he does have something that for whatever reason the scouts like him and the coaches like him. So, we'll see what happens with him. It's unfortunate that that happened at this point because of all the competition that's at the wide receiver position that you don't have any chance to be getting hurt right now you get hurt and you, you're forgotten very quickly because these guys there's a lot of talent right there right i think the reason if you're looking for a reason why they like him it's the classic the more you can do he's he's a smart guy he's got the athleticism 
He knows all three of the main positions in the in the offense. He can play inside and out, and he can do a lot on special teams, whether that's flyer, whether that's punt return, all that good stuff. If you're not a starter, the more stuff you can do, that type of stuff endears you to coaches and scouts. I think that's why they like Lance. And he obviously, over the years, he's flashed the potential to make really impressive plays, never able to put it together on a consistent basis. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, Rico a little bit. Like Rico and Lance are two guys that have been kicking around the roster uh, with a minor role for a few years now, and they're both gone within a couple of days of each other. Um, on Twitter yesterday, a, a reporter said, the Lance, La- Lance Lenore era is over in Dallas. And he responded with a quote tweet that said, it's not, though. Know your facts before you start <laughs> tweeting with your fingers. Mm. <laughs> your fingers. With your fingers. Trigger fingers <laughs> do turn to Twitter fingers. I mean, yeah. it's, an, it's an old adage. They got a little ahead of themselves on that report. It's tale as old as time. Well, I mean, it was after he was cut, and so it was like. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you don't know all the details of, you know, was he cut or was he, does he return if he's, you know, yeah. if he's not. Cl- that's the whole part. There are like, 77 you know. lists you can put a player on. Right. And one yeah. of them is, you know, he can injure reserve. You don't have to do anything. Waived injured means we really don't want you on our roster. Got it, but he might end up right back on their roster. So it, it's a classic move. You, we're going to see it 18 times this year, where Will McClay or whoever's going to go up to so and so and say, "We're going to cut you, assuming you clear the waivers, which we think you will. You'll be right back here on Tuesday morning." So right, but I'm just saying me. the chances of him playing for the Cowboys oh. are really very, very, very as slim as he is. That's true. Right. That part I agree with. That's probably true, but he he could end up right back on the roster, though, right? For a variety of reasons, you see those things. What roster are you talking about? Uh, IR. He ends up back on the team, Uh, back on their injured reserve list. As a part of the club. He will be in, as Dave said, we'll see him at lunch. Will he wear a star? Yeah. Yeah, All over his gym shorts and hats and everything. (laughs) You know, before the show, show, we were talking about patience, and – how see I don't have the patience really for to wait around too much like once that third year hits I'm like okay I- I'm done I don't really know what the time limit is for like how long do you give a guy to actually start showing you what you need I don't know do you there's guys know? A, there's no baseline for that it depends on how much money you spent on him how much he's shown you what how much you have a, at the position how much you have at the position how much of a pain in the butt he is on, like off the field away from football uh all that good stuff i mean that's you know like not to bring him back up like taco i understand why people are impatient with a first round pick lance lenore yeah. undrafted free agent whatever like that's right. and and he's shown some stuff like i I don't judge those two things similarly. So I'm just like, Lance can be here. He can't be here. It doesn't really affect me talked, one way or the other. We've talked about it on this show, you know, the whole, whether it was Parcells or Landry, I think you just mentioned it the other day, uh, that had the philosophy that I think a lot of coaches and a lot of personnel guys around the league have. It's like three to four years. And once you get to that point, if you're not seeing seeing it from those guys, you know, it's like a Rico. You get to four years, and if he's not showing you. <laughs> you were going to say something. I don't know what you were about to <laughs> say. You said, you said, get the F, and I, I was thought, like, I Derek. thought you were about oh, sorry. to say. No, that was not what I was saying. Um, no, I mean, you, you have three or four years, and if you get to that fourth year and you're not really showing anything, then it's like at some point you just have and to move on and assume that if he's going to show it at this point, somebody else is going to have to get it out of him because what you're doing around here isn't working. Yeah. There's some exceptions to the rule showers. But see, that's – 
That's where you get – go yeah. ahead, Dave. It's, it's a classic case that, like, Jameel Shower, he's never going to play a meaningful snap for the Dallas Cowboys. But I admire the hell out of the way he has carved out a career for himself by, again, the more you can do. Can you play scout team quarterback? Can you be special teams? Are you? Do they love having you around because you're such a high-character guy? Do you, you make everybody feel better about themselves, which clearly he does. Like, find a person anywhere out here that has a negative thing to say about Jameel Showers. Like, that type of stuff matters. And he, he will never he's, – he's not going to dress for a real Cowboys game. But even – when he is eventually let go, when this is all said and done, he's out of practice squad eligibility. I would, I'm just not going to be shocked if they find a way to keep him here too because right. they like having him around. Philip Tanner, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Good guys have a way of Cowboys have a way of keeping them in the family, and I think that's exactly if, what if you're, you're saying here. If you're good to people, and one way or another, you can help the football team. They'll find a way to keep you around. And, absolutely, and Jim, I have no problem with that. Like I'm not talking trash on Jamil right. Showers. I admire it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a little blanket coverage. I have uh, some statements here I'm going to roll out for you guys. You fill in the blanks. Uh, here's the first. Rod Marinelli says of uh, Taco, he's been very impressed Been very impressed with him right now. Uh, been playing hard in there, playing physical, hustling. Just let him keep working. Uh, now, as your statement, I would characterize his camp as blank. Dave. I would characterize Taco's camp as somewhere in between the super positive reviews you hear from the likes of Rod Marinelli and the super negatives that you hear from fans and media. Like, that's a whole spectrum, Dave. It's he's 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 some he's somewhere in the middle. He okay. is inconsistent. You know, That's a word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. He's <laughs> he's inconsistent. He's I've seen him put together some really nice rushes. He had two sacks two days ago. Uh, I looked like he got the better of Lyle once or twice yesterday. Like he's done some stuff. He also, you know, he's he's still obsessed with the spin move and he just doesn't flash as consistently or as well as you would expect from a third year player that was a first round pick. Um, Amber. So yeah. I mean, when I heard. Ron Marinelli say that I was in I was shook like people say around here <laughs> shook he shook me because I was like whoa and when, coming from a guy like Marinelli I mean you you have to you know you take that into account what he says matters so it, it just confused me a little bit I'm like okay maybe I don't understand what we're supposed to be watching here but I think I kind of do so I'm now confused on what you're telling me um I will say this, though. In the past few days, I've seen Taco do some things that at least motivates you to watch him in the preseason, in the season, and hope that he's able to do something. You know, he he has started, I think the light came on a little bit, and he has started to progress and do some things and put up a battle rather than being on the ground all the time. Nick, (laughs) Taco's camp has been blank. I think it's – skewed by expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, the I, biggest problem. Yeah, I, I just think now, because we don't know if he'll make the team. Um, and so if he makes a few plays, it's like, oh, okay, hey, maybe he will make the team. You know, the writing's on the wall. I mean, the opportunities are available for him to, to contribute with the way the defensive end position is shaking out. But I just think that that we don't view him the same as a first-round pick that's like, when is he going to make, you know, the, the Pro Bowl? You know, with Byron Jones, it's like, if you know, he's pretty good, but, like, he, first-round pick, you should make the Pro Bowl. And then, then he finally did, and he lived up to it uh, and maybe surpassed it. But, uh, you know, right now we're wondering if he's going to make the team. So when he makes a big play, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. When in reality, 
he should be making four or five of those plays. But he did come off the ball in a drill yesterday that I thought it was as quick as I've ever seen him. It looked like it was shot out of a cannon and went right past um, 75. Fleming. Cam Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. Sometimes I just revert back to players that have been here like seven years ago. Sometimes yeah, I, I just want to say Darian Weems. Yeah, I do that too. Oh, man, Darian Weems. That's a Sometimes name I haven't heard in a while. I, I see Antoine Woods and want to say either Kerry Lofton or <laughs> Willie Blade. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Willie Blade played that? like 18 years ago. for like. He's got a claim to fame that's not so good. Remember that, Hard Knocks? No. Yeah, he, number two. Now oh, now in practice. Yeah. Now that mm. you mentioned Antoine Woods, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about him real quick? Real what, quick, yeah, I will. Sure. S I feel I feel better about Taco's odds of making the team than I did a week ago. I'll just say that. Okay. okay. So not. I mean, I'm not not writing his name in Sharpie or anything, but <laughs> He's still in pencil. Pencil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With an eraser on the other hand, mm -hmm. just in case. <laughs> what you um, got? No, I was gonna ask you. You know how Antoine has lost weight mm. and like he he's like slimming down or. To me, I haven't watched him a whole ton, but the times I've seen him, I feel like he has kind of lost that power that we're used to seeing from him from, like, last year. Do you feel the same way that he's, him losing weight has kind of affected the way that he's playing? We'll find out. I mean, that's a good that's a good question. Good question you, yeah. you wonder about that. I've always said I want this big, you know, sloppy-looking yeah. guy that's just hard to well, move. Well, let's be real. He's still he's a big still guy. a big guy, yeah. and I'm but saying, but he looks he has he slid down, down some. But I I mean, like when but you're talking might, about a big plugger in the middle, he, he might still be looks powerful. like a big guy. He might yeah. be more you know chiseled and powerful. Right, you can put on strength like muscle strength, yeah. but but it just the maybe I've seen just the bad ones, you know, and and missed the good ones. But it it just made me curious to see how that's affecting him in the Fair. way he's playing. Could part of it be also that last year he was going up against uh, Travis, and at the time we didn't know Travis had this syndrome, and so what we were seeing was a little skewed, or very skewed, I would I would suspect. Yeah. And so we were thinking, oh, my God, this 99, he's, he's really – like, he's battling in there, and this year you don't have that same well, dynamic. Well, we watched him during the season, though, so you've seen him go up against – different guys yeah. and it still seems a little different but we'll see they let they let travis get a one-on-one -on -one rep for the first time yesterday and they put him up against antoine and i just don't think that was a coincidence yeah i don't i don't think that I, they travis i don't think that asked for that or or I'm the guessing. coaches were give like, me that guy let's and, see and you got. travis handled himself and well he did he, he did all right here's the the next statement yesterday much to, to Nick's delight, we saw flea flickers in practice. Oh, I wasn't going to say it. Dose. <laughs> Dose here's, flea flickers. Here's the thing, though. Um, if I set the over-under on how many times we will see that this year at three, I take the Nick. <laughs> Over 16. I got to go 16. <laughs> One a game. 16. <laughs> One a game. Uh, I, I think I'll say over because of what happened with the play. Well, it was a flea flicker, and then the, we went to Witten, like out in the flat. So we're not necessarily – it's not necessarily, you know, Terry Glenn down the seam for a long touchdown. I mean, sometimes it could be – it doesn't have to be a home run. It yeah, could it can be a first down. So yeah. I, I think there will be more than that. I think it will be kind of – hopefully it will be a part of the offense a little bit, but uh, I'd say more. Amber, over, under, three. Uh, Let's go over. You know, I have hopes in Kellen Moore and what he's doing with the offense and just doing – mixing it up. And when you do that, like, don't do it once a season. That – that's not surprising anybody. You know, if you throw it here and there, now you, you you can put that in the back of the head of the other team's coaches, you know, that, oh, the Cowboys might do this here and there. But uh, I would say over three. Dave? I will definitely say over, and I'll tell you why. 
it wasn't just a short pass to Witten. It was a designed screen. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. I'm not saying Kellen Moore came up with it, yeah. but I've never seen that before. And so when you're basing it off different looks, this is also training camp. Like, typically, if you're going to run one trick play, you put that in on Wednesday of game week and you run it a couple of times during the week. Like, you know, we're going to have the running back throw it. Like, they'll work on that on game week. This is training camp where you're kind of, hey, these are the base concepts and the bread and butter stuff that we want to work on all year. Now, I don't think that means they'll do it every week, but that to me suggests that it's something that they'll look at doing I just, every night, like on a way more regular basis than what we're used to seeing. And, and the beautiful part about it is, and Nick has said this many times, there is no, there's no bad, like you don't have to catch them by surprise because the point is you don't care about catching them by surprise. What you care about is I want that safety always thinking. I want mm-hmm. that those guys always, that line, I want all those guys thinking, Go watch the flea flick, watch yeah, the flea because the, because that helps your offense be a, that's just one more thing the defense has to be preoccupied yeah. with. So it really isn't a matter of, a surprise attack or some some surprise play as much as it is you have enough stuff to keep teams off balance and they don't know what's coming at any given moment so they have to stay true to their principles which opens up opportunities for you yeah. what did you you said three and a half was that your over three was the over under yeah i'll take yeah over if sure. you would have said seven and a half oh, I'm oh I, I i actually <laughs> i actually thought you guys were except for nick i thought you all were going to say under and the reason why is because uh, still until we see it in a season this offense, what I know of this offense, as long as Jason Garrett's been involved in it, is it does not take a ton of those kinds of chances. Like, they aren't a big, you know, trick play kind of offense. Like, they are, they kind of run their offense. And so, until I see it, I kind of think, that's nice. It may be in the offense. I don't know if I expect to see it during the regular season. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this offensive line. We'll dive in a little bit and uh, talk about some of the starters and and what we've seen out here uh, from some of these guys who we sometimes take for granted because they're as good as they are. But we're going to break that down a little bit. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. Everyone's out today. The Cowboys have their morning practice at 1045 a.m. Uh, they'll be out here on the field for a couple hours here. Uh, and then this afternoon is going to be a walkthrough. That is not open to the public. So if you're in the area and you were meaning to come out to practice, you better hurry and get here. This is the only practice left this week. Uh, next week they will have practices on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I think Thursday is a morning practice. And then we head out for Hawaii. All right, so this is probably like a morning walkthrough. I would guess so, but I would assume it's going to be open to the public. Um, but check the website. I know we have more information on that um, out there. Uh, let's talk about this offensive line. Um, what I wanted to do was I'm gonna, I want to go through the starters first because sometimes we don't spend as much time talking about the starters because it's just kind of taken for granted that they're great, right? Uh, but what I want to do is for each guy, I want you guys to answer two questions for me. One, how's he look so far at camp? And two, what is your biggest question mark with regard to that player this season? Okay. We got that? Yep. All right, so let's start first with the big dog, Tyron Smith. Nick. What's he been like at camp, and what's your biggest question for him this season? He looks good. He looks ready to go. Don't get hurt. I mean, th- those are my two things. I answered both of them. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he is ready to be all pro, whatever. So if there's there's something that can keep him from playing till we get to the Giants game, I'm fine for that. I just mean you don't need to do – I don't need to see anything more. I think he's, he's ready to go. Only question for you is just can he stay healthy? You can say that for for everyone, but right. with him, with this big old elbow thing. He's no, got. I think, but it's I think it's more I think it's more prevalent for Tyron just yeah. because of the issues that he's had the last three years. Yeah. Can he play sixteen games and hopefully more without encountering some sort of chronic problem, whether that's the stingers that he dealt with last year, or the back issues, or the knee issues, or the, I mean, he he's the bionic man. He's so impressive, but like the list is long, and rightfully so. It's a physical position, so. He looks amazing. He looks like he's ready to be all pro. He's just he's got says he feels great. He's he's the only question is whether he can hold up. I mean, everything that they both said, it's absolutely right. The only thing at least I feel okay with the backup position to where previous years it, it, it was a big concern we've seen in the past how that affected the game and how they sacked. Uh, Dak Prescott in that game, what was it, like nine times? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So at least if something <laughs> was to happen. I, I forgot about that for a moment. Go ahead. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But at least if something was to happen, I, I feel okay with the backup coming in and helping out in the meantime. All right, the next name. Hold on, real quick. It, do you think Lyle, if he has a good year, will we'll sign? I, I know I'm not skipping around. I'm really talking about Tyron. <laughs> Hold on. Do you think Lyle will make more than $10 million a year in a new deal? Yeah. Here or just anywhere? If he has a good season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if Tyron has a good season, I think what, what you need to, to look at is his contract will be kind of interesting because he, he's supposed to make $10 million next year and 10.5 after that and 13.5. It is an underrated storyline how yes. he is helping this team by playing uh, on the deal he's on. I hope so he didn't go back to the well. I'm they already got enough problems. I'm just saying. I don't want more contract If Tyron has a really good year, they need to think about this. Or he need, he'll he probably be thinking about it. I'm you know what? Saying, he's going to be way, but way you underpaid. Know, I, don't, I don't know if he will. I, if I there's kinda, a guy that wouldn't, right. it might be. Because when he signed, like when he signed the deal in 2014, everybody was like, this is – Really team-friendly, yeah. yeah. 
And he was like, you know what? The Joneses were good to me. I don't want to think about this. I want to get it out of the way. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, and I wouldn't blame him if he did, but it wouldn't shock it, me if he was just like, I don't whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm making enough money. I feel good about where I am He's on a $100 million yeah. Dollar deal. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at what the – what that position has Get become, it. he's going to be way, way underpaid. Oh, and, and you know what? You know where that huh? stuff starts. Why are you starting drama? I'm not. I'm just. But I'm you just know that stuff valid. It's a valid no, point, it is, and it's not even Tyron. It, it'll be the agent, agent. that'll be like, "Say, Tyron, yeah. uh, do you happen to see what Lyle's making now?" <laughs> you know, that's. I mean, that's because the, the contract. I mean, the for the agent, that's how he makes his money is off the player. Yep. Yeah. I could. I really. I don't know Tyron Smith super well, but I know him. You know, I know him over. The, I've dealt with him over the years. He's a great guy. I th- I could imagine him being like, well, I I got I'm my good. money, yeah. playing for the Cowboys. I love it here. I love this organization and this family, and I'm just not bothered by it. Like yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. I agree with you. All right, the next guy I want to talk about, actually, Amber, you spent quite a bit of time with him this offseason. Just so you guys know, there's a little project that Amber's working on with him <laughs> that's going to be phenomenal. You guys got it. You'll see it. It'll be coming to play to this this year. But anyway, Connor Williams, talk to me about how he's looked in camp. Um, and what's the biggest question you have for him going into this season? Biggest question? I don't think I have a question. I'm just ready to see him play. I think he, he's looked really good. You can tell the strength that he's put on, that he's gained. You can tell that he really worked during this offseason. And that's one of the things that we talk about with him was, you know what, I just needed to get that offseason to be able to put on that strength and, and that weight and do what the coaches needed me to do. So when you see him up here play, I don't really know the right terms, but he, I guess, stands there, boxes up. Mm-hmm. Is that the right? I don't uh, know. He, just he looks like a box, and he, <laughs> he, looks like a box. He, he stands there, and he blocks you, and he's able to bully you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he can handle you the way he wants to. If he wants to move you in a way, he's going to move you in a way. Basically. basically what you're saying, he looks like Zach Martin at times. At times, with the what, not as consistent because he gets beat. He'll he'll lose but, here and there. But yeah. he, there are some moments when it's like, I, you know, I guess I'll go next. I yeah, mean, sure. I think he's done really. You, like she said, the strength is there. It's very evident. The question I have is, um, are we doing all this for 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 what? Like, is he going to play guard next year? Um, oh, that know, is a good question. Just because with Lyell and all that stuff, I, I wonder if he's going to end up moving out. And I also wonder maybe if he is going to be the swing tackle this year. Even though he's going to start at guard, maybe he's the swing tackle. We'll actually talk about that a little later. I have a question he for you. It could be that. because I don't know about 75. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. I That's a really good point, and there's, there's a conversation to be had about what the future holds. Connor looks great out here. Not so great that he hasn't taken his share of L's, especially to Malik Collins, which – I gotta, I gotta see it when he's been handing out L's. I well, <laughs> number one so far in MVP of camp. Top, top three for sure. Him, yeah, I, him, yeah. Woods. I'd, him, Woods, and Gallup are probably my top three. Ooh. Well, and that's I like that. I like that. Too. And Two third round picks and a fifth round pick. That's yeah. not that's including. I mean, balling. you can always throw Tyron up there, but like he takes veteran days and yeah. yada yada. So those three. Yeah. Um, I just no offense to Malik Collins, he's great out here, but he he's not the best defensive tackle Connor Williams is gonna play this year. Uh and I, I wanna see it when the lights come on. It's you know, Fletcher Cox, Jonathan Allen, Aaron Donald. Um <laughs> not, not in that order. <laughs> no. No no I'm just I'm throwing out guys on yeah, the schedule. If you say Aaron Donald, I mean, I guess like, okay. At yeah, the very least, not. Aaron Donald's not till December. You yeah. got you got Kenny Clark coming up in September, you got uh Snacks Susan? Harrison. Where did Snooze Susan? uh Snooze in like Tampa Snoo. Sue is Snoo. in Tampa. Who is also on the schedule this year, aren't they? No, the no. preseason schedule. Oh, um, uh, Adam Redman, all over that. 
No, yeah. he's not. He's not playing that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Sue will playing. not be playing uh, that game. Yeah, my I'm point. Guessing. My point being, there's a lot of good DTs on the schedule this year. I, I want to see Connor do it when when it matters. But when it mattered in the playoff game, and all eyes were on him, he, he did a good. nice job. Absolutely. Next name, Travis Frederick. How's he been at camp? What's the biggest question mark for him? Besides the obvious, because I think that's the obvious question mark for him. Is there another question mark? Let's start with you, Dave. Um. I think I think it all rolls into one. Like he he kind of looks like a guy who's coming back from a year long absence. Like he's still trying to find his way and relearn the position and have it. You know, he talked about muscle memory. I think he's trying to have it become just instinct instead of having to think about it. He hasn't he hasn't looked bad by any stretch, but you know he hasn't he hasn't been dominant. A, a big part of that too is because they've been resting him and not letting him work in one on one. So we haven't seen as much of him as other guys. Um, my question is, you know, how does that translate to the regular season? I, I said a week or two ago that he's on my list of guys that I won't bet against. I still kind of feel that way, but it, it until we see it, we, we just can't assume he's going to play like an all-pro. So that's the big question for him is how quickly can he reacclimate to this NFL thing? Amber. You know, I see a lot of people on Twitter always asking, oh, how's Travis? Is he going to be ready? Is he ready to go? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like – you have to remember, this is a guy, the condition that he had was very serious. And he lost all his strength. He was limping around. You know, it was a really sad thing to see. So it's going to take time. It's going to take time for him to regain all that strength and all that muscle. You, he knows the position. He knows. And, and, you know, when we've seen him going up, like, in place, you see him being careful. He's not going all out, you know, and, and, and trying to – accelerate the process he's taking it slow and the great thing is because he is a veteran and he has the experience that he has he's able to know his body and understand at what speed you know you're not dealing with the rookie that's trying to figure out oh am i feeling am i hurt or am i just feeling sore mm -hmm. you know he knows that which is a plus so i think he's being very cautious of himself and he understands where he's at but he's making daily progress now how fast and how soon we're going to see that going into the season, I don't know. But at least it's promising to see him where he's at from where he was at before. Yeah, I'm not going to spend time on how he looks. He looks, you know, okay at, at times. It's different, but, you know, that that's part of the, the process here. Two, two questions that I have. One is I, what I want to know and find out is when he's there, how much, even if he's not at 100%, is his 85% or what 90 or whatever it is, from an awareness standpoint, how much that affects the team, especially down in the red zone, mm -hmm. his recognition. Does that maybe make up for the fact that he doesn't have as much? And if that isn't the case, if he does struggle, where's his hook with the, with the team? This is a captain. This is a veteran. But this is a head coach that doesn't have a contract next year. So how much are we going to try to spare someone's feelings if Joe Looney is a better player? That's what I wonder how long it'll take. If that is the case, can they say, you know what? You know, you, we this is this is a great story. We want you to get back and and don't discourage you. But we got it. We got to make sure we don't lose this. Which and you know, I'm the king of saying sit anybody that's been to a Pro Bowl. But it sounds like it would be a good idea to get him some extended play in the preseason just to see yeah, where exactly. he is. I mean, is he exactly. capable of doing this? Right before you get to the regular real action. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you think he would be kind of like Sean Lee as far as you know, not feeling 
butt her if they chose not to put him out there. You know, Ch Sean Lee's mentality, how he's been a team player and he cares about – I mean, Travis is a team player too, but yep. you know what I'm trying to yep. say, You right? never know until they're in that situation. I mean, there have been guys I, that I kind of thought would be that, that later I was like, no, nah, yeah. there was some little – there was yeah. some chirps behind the scenes. So you just never know. I mean, you know, guys take it very personally because this is their I th career. Right? I think Travis will be the first one to say, guys – I can't do this like like I, I so. want to do. I think he would. I think yeah. he'd be like, listen, I know I have a high standard for myself, and I'm not hitting it. And I, if you see it, I definitely see it. Right. Yeah. I think it'll be okay if that happens. Because he'd, be, he'd be the first yeah, one to yeah, recognize yeah. it. I hope not, saying. because yeah. I think if it's all even talent-wise, I still think he gives the Cowboys more. I mean, Looney, we all love Looney, but he was sacked 55 times. I mean, I don't think he sacked that many times with, with Frederick. I think this recognition of where the mic is and where things are, that, that he, he, would, he would do better than Looney. He does do better than Looney. All right, Zach Martin. Great. Put Tell me how he looked before he, cat, he, he got hurt. Like, he looked like, he looked like Zach typical Martin. Zach Martin. He looked like Zach Martin. Good. Any yeah. questions for him other than, I mean, obviously the back injury, yeah, as we talked about yesterday, when you're talking about a back injury for a guy before the season begins, especially an offensive lineman, that is a huge question. Yeah. What, what do you guys think there? What are your, what are your thoughts on kind of how you approach the season knowing that you're going in with already that against you? At, at a very critical position. Best case scenario is it, it's just a one-off, and having some downtime to rest it will help him, and it won't be a big deal at all. But I, if I had to guess, we talked about this already, but the nature of the position, it's probably something he's going to have to just deal with. But uh, by virtue of being an NFL player, there will be an army of people to help him deal with it the best way that right. he can. And he is also a tough son of a you-know-what. I mean, the fact that he – did as much as he did last season with what he was going through is amazing. And, you know, if any – I mean, it, Zach Martin's 85% is better than most people's 100. So yep. it's concerning, but not to the point that I'm rethinking the season. I bet you know she's I mean? the same way. I'm the same way. So I'll just ask yeah. this to everybody. When's the next time you want to see him in a game? Giants. Giants. Okay. Absolutely. I don't want to see him in a uniform until now. Yeah, I'm okay. And with I him know not even Zach Martin would disagree with that. He even he's like, I'm the type of guy that needs reps, and I'm like, that's awesome, and I appreciate you, but we're yeah, not gonna yeah. let you Hold do on it. Hold on, though. The, but the only thing I would say to that, and the why it'd be a little bit different, is say we get to that third preseason game, and it's sort of a dress rehearsal, and here we are. Travis Frederick is now coming back and gonna play in this game. And we want to get him those reps. Do you want to have? Your guy next. Does that to matter him? as much for? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to I, honestly, like I'm kind of with Dave on this one. And I know he's always like that with vets, but I, in my opinion, when you got something like this that you feel like you might have to manage all year, mm -mm. the fewer reps, the 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 better. I'm not putting strain on him until it counts toward the postseason. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right. Real quick, Lyle Collins. Tell me what you've seen from him, or if there are any questions that you have at this point with regard to him. He looks pretty good. I mean, I, yesterday he was really good. Uh, was fighting with he looked like a boxer in there hey, fighting. That with was a nice little. That was, that was a nice. Ex, that was a nice exchange between him and Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, man, <laughs> he that guy, kid is uh he he's one of those like he doesn't know what he doesn't know and and it's, <laughs> and that's kind of good. It's kind of good. Yeah. Off the air, I'll tell you. I I said it on when we were at practice. I said, you know who who Tristan Hill is? He's Hellman. Oh. Good. But then okay. that was before he started fighting someone, so I don't know. Dave ain't throwing punches <laughs> at nobody. No. Saying I don't know what I don't know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hurts. no, no, no. <laughs> not, not, so, not so much that. It was it was more. I, I'll explain it a little bit at the break. It was. I, I had people going, yeah, I see that. That's cool. Um, so you're just going to leave the listeners like that? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes he just forgets that we got people listening. We're just right. having a conversation. They don't, I can fun. imply whatever. And they <laughs> don't know. All right. 
Lyle Collins is he's done. He's a grizzly bear. Like he's he's a big, cuddly, chill dude most of the time. But man, don't piss him off. Do not. He's sweaty most of the time. I don't know about cuddling. Oh, stop it, Lyle. Whatever. You ruined my analogy. <laughs> he's. I mean, he. You know, as we saw the other day when he got beat one play, and the next two plays, you could tell he was not very happy. You can. You can beat him. That you can beat him, but he will come right back at yeah. you. That's how I would describe he ain't it. Scared. We yeah. we kind of had an extended talk about him yesterday. He's he's playing well out here. He's not. He's not as effortlessly dominant as a Tyron Smith, but very few people are. Um, I feel really good about him. Same. I mean, he's he's. It's a physical position. He's had his injury issues too. He had back problems at the end of I think it was seventeen. Like he was a, he was limping around and stiff as a board. And you know, hopefully he can hold up well this time around, just like Tyron. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, I have a few questions about the position overall. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. This is the final practice for the Cowboys this morning at 1045 Pacific time. Then we head out uh, tomorrow heading to San Francisco for the first preseason game of the 2019 season. I have a few more questions on the offensive line for these guys. Here's my first question. If there's an injury at guard, who's the most capable replacement? Joe Looney 
or Xavier Suofilo? I would like to see that play out over the course of training camp because I don't know the answer right now. Uh, you know, Xavier Suofilo played well in spots last year. He also had his fair share of struggles. We've obviously seen way more of Looney at center than guard, but they gave him some run at right guard yesterday with the first team, which maybe tells you they want to see and that Xavier too. Xavier had been had yeah. been in that spot when so Zach was out. Yeah, it's it's curious that they made that move. Um, I I don't know the answer. I, I it's nice that they're both there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that when the segment started is it's funny how that happens. It's like, man, look at all this depth on the offensive line. Well, it's already being tested. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. Tyron's on a vet schedule. Zach is resting his back. Travis is on a vet schedule. Con Connor McGovern's peck issue has not let him get involved at all. So all of a sudden you're you're already kind of thin when you're trying to juggle four practices in a row. Yep. I say Suofilo. I just think he's a better guard. I think he's a better uh, starter. That, that doesn't mean he's going to be active over Looney. I think Looney would be the better guy to be active, but if we know going into the game that this guy's going to start, I think it would be Suofilo. He's undefeated uh, last year. The Cowboys were undefeated when he started and finished the game. I think it was 7-0. and So he came in off that Eagles game. The only game they lost was the Colts when he got hit in the eye, I guess, and didn't play, yeah. and then he didn't play in the Rams game. So All when, right. when he's in there, you know. If there's an injury at tackle, who's a more capable replacement, Cam Fleming or Connor Williams? Amber. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting one. Hmm. I mean. And I'm assuming, let's assume that it is a longer injury. It's not like just to finish a game. You got to go into a game. You got to go into a series of games, and you need a replacement at tackle. Which one would you rather have out there? Dang. It's not about Connor Williams versus. It's about it's about Cam Fleming versus uh, Suofilo, Suofilo or, or, or Looney. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's that hard right now, honestly. Okay. Because what, what would you think? I mean, the best the, the, the best hope you have for Connor Williams right now is purely a projection. He's played tackle one time in OTAs when there were no pads. Nobody out here can tell me that they know how he'll play if he's out there. We haven't seen it. Uh, so what he did in college. I mean, he was, you know, yeah, he, and he was. Yeah. He was a great college tackle. That doesn't mean a whole lot now. Especially, I know, I get it. Especially a year removed. I mean, he's been at guard for a year now. So, but you've uh, seen Cam and, and what he can do. Cam, Cam has had his struggles. But, you know, we talk about Dak as a practice player all the time. Cam kind of gets his butt kicked out here on a regular basis, but he's gone in. He went in last year over the course of three games, and he handled himself much better than Chaz no Green did it. the year he before. He started a Super Bowl. He exactly. started so this a Super is not Bowl. A guy that's, yeah, this yeah. is a guy with 20-plus career starts at tackle who has been adequate at least. So I'll take that guy over Connor I, until – Can we see Connor – I mean, I want to see. Game. I would love to see Connor play some tackle. I want to see that. Okay. I just haven't yet. I think. I think that's the answer that you know for for right now. I mean, we're talking about this season, but you get to the off season, you're like, should we resign? Let's say we don't resign Lyell, and you're like, well, should we resign Cam or should we try to move him out? They don't have to resign Cam because they gave him a two year deal, well, which was smart okay, on their part. Okay. Which one would you? You're going into an off season. I think everyone would say, you know what. I would like to see Connor at tackle in the offseason than than play Fleming. Right, right. Or or Connor McGovern. Like you well, well you McGovern got slides in. Yeah, I'm saying you got low. you got more options hopefully next offseason than you have right now because McGovern will enter into the picture, right? If you would hope. My prediction is after uh, I'm going to mess up your game. No, no the game's done. The game's done. Okay. <laughs> after four predict uh, after four seasons my prediction. Ah, let me just talk right. After four preseason games. Mm -hmm. I'm going to predict that we're talking about a tackle that's really into this mix that we're not even talking about right now. Really? It could be it could be uh, Mitch Hyatt. It could be 
Brandon Knight. Yeah. It could be somebody uh, like the, the I guess. The a guy two. that you think is going to maybe make the team. And, the, and, if, and if he makes the team, does that push out yeah. one of these guys we're talking about right you now? Know, Knight is interesting. I don't really know how he's playing because he does have position flex. Right? They've been guard, playing him at tackle. guard because of these injuries. Yeah, Hyatt's like interesting because he was consensus All-American for a national championship team. That just yeah. holds weight. But that screams you I, ought to be able to play. Well, you see, it's, it does. And then also seven teams went went through, the you know, there are 32 teams went through seven rounds each. Was there a reason? Dave, you might. No, Derek. Was there a reason he didn't get drafted? I mean, <laughs> I'm just asking. His 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 strength <laughs> his strength is not great, and his foot quickness is not NFL standard. I mean, it, it. It, we see it all the time. Michael Sam. I measurable is really his problem. Michael Sam led the nation in sacks as a college defensive end and couldn't catch on in the pros. I mean, you see that type of stuff all the time. So uh, that that doesn't shock me. I, I just I, – I mean – all of that stuff aside, if he could really play, nobody would give a damn. Right. Um, so, yeah, you see that stuff. I, but Knight is intriguing to me because they're moving him around. He's got a mean streak to him just like Lyle does. So I've got my eye on him. Really? Mean streak? Oh, yeah. He's really? A, he's nasty. Like he's, nice. Yeah. Um, Big nasty. Uh, <laughs> so that's something to watch. I, one. If I could put on – if I could look into the crystal ball, I bet uh, when the season's over – and we're moving into the next season. It's going to be, like, a lot of talk about Cam Fleming. Like, well, we like what he can do at tackle. He's done this. He's done that for us. And they're going to be real annoying about it. But then it's going to turn into Cam Fleming or Connor Williams. And the hope will be that Connor Williams wins that job. And just, just to throw another name in there, I talked to a guy the other day um, about um, the offensive line a little bit. I was going to ask about four or five guys. And the first question was the guy said to me, like, you been watching? Adam Redmond looks pretty good. I was like, oh, okay, forget he's on the team. But really, I was like, yeah, he's oh, he's looking real good. I'm like, okay, it's I'll hard throw to him in the mix. It's hard to juggle 15 of these guys at once. Yeah. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. As you guys can hear in the background, the music is starting up. The Cowboys practice is underway. They have a 10:45 a.m. practice this morning, and uh, and then they'll be off uh, to a walkthrough this afternoon, and then tomorrow off to San Francisco for their first preseason game. Till then, for Nick Eatman. Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?